Welcome to the Folktale Project. This is Dan Schultz. And today we have part two of the extraordinarily sad, and I really, I promise you that I am not overselling this, story of the wonderful sheep. And I will give a warning here that there is some death involved in this episode. So if you're listening with small children, take a second and listen to it first so that you are prepared to answer any questions. This is The Wonderful Sheep, Part 2. The captain of the guard was very much astonished when he heard this barbarous order, but he did not dare to contradict the king for fear of making him still more angry or causing him to send someone else. So he answered that he would fetch the princess and do as the king had said. When he went to her room, they would hardly let him in. It was still so early. But he said that the king had sent for Miranda, and she quickly got up and came out. A little black girl called Patipaya held up her train, and her pet monkey and her little dog ran after her. The monkey was called Grabgum, and the little dog Tintin. The captain of the guard begged Miranda to come down into the garden where the king was enjoying the fresh air, and when they got there he pretended to search for him, but as he was not to be found he said, No doubt his majesty has strolled into the forest and he opened the little door that led to it, and they went through. By this time, the daylight had begun to appear, and the princess, looking at her conductor, saw that he had tears in his eyes and seemed too sad to speak. What is the matter? she said in the kindest way. You seem very sorrowful. Alas, princess, he answered, who would not be sorrowful who was ordered to do such a terrible thing as I am? The king has commanded me to kill you here, and carry your heart and your tongue to him, and if I disobey I shall lose my life. The poor princess was terrified. She grew very pale and began to cry softly. Looking up at the captain of the guard with her beautiful eyes, she said gently, Will you really have the heart to kill me? I have never done you any harm, and have always spoken well of you to the king. If I had deserved my father's anger, I would suffer without a murmur, but alas, He is unjust to complain of me, when I have always treated him with love and respect. Fear nothing, princess, said the captain of the guard. I would far rather die myself than hurt you, but even if I am killed you will not be safe. We must find some way of making the king believe that you are dead. What can we do, said Miranda? Unless you take him my heart and my tongue, he will never believe you. The princess and the captain of the guard were talking so earnestly that they did not think of Patipata, but she had overheard all they said, and now came and threw herself at Miranda's feet. Madam, she said, I offer you my life. Let me be killed. I shall be only too happy to die for such a kind mistress. Why, Patipata, cried the princess, kissing her, that would never do. Your life is as precious to me as my own, especially after such a proof of your affection as you have just given me. You're right, princess, said Grabagon, coming forward. To love such a faithful slave as Patipata, she is of more use to you than I am. I offer you my tongue and my heart most willingly, especially as I wish to make a great name for myself in Goblinland. No, no, my little Grabagon, replied Miranda. 
I cannot bear the thought of you taking your life. Such a good little dog as I am, cried Tintin, could not think of letting either of you die for his mistress. If anyone is to die for her, it must be me. And then began a great dispute between Patipata, Grabagon, and Tintin, and they came to high words until at last Grabagon, who was quicker than the others, ran up to the very top of the nearest tree and let herself fall head first to the ground, and there she lay quite dead. The princess was very sorry, but as Grabagon was really dead, she allowed the captain of the guard to take her tongue, but alas, it was such a little one, not bigger than the princess's thumb, that they decided sorrowfully that it was of no use at all. The king would not have been taken in for a moment. Alas, my little monkey, cried the princess, I have lost you, and yet I am no better off than I was before. The honor of saving your life is to be mine, interrupted Patipata, and before they could prevent her she had picked up a knife and cut her head off in an instant. But when the captain of the guard would have taken her tongue, it turned out to be quite black, so that would not have deceived the king either. Am I not unlucky? cried the poor princess. I lose everything I love, and am none the better for it. If you had accepted my offer, said Tintin, you would have had only me to regret, and I should have had all your gratitude. Miranda kissed her little dog, crying so bitterly, that at last she could bear it no longer and turned away into the forest. When she looked back, the captain of the guard was gone, and she was left alone except for Patipata, Grabagon, and Tintin, who lay upon the ground. She could not leave the place until she had buried them in a pretty little mossy grave at the foot of a tree, and she wrote their names upon the bark of the tree, and how they had all died to save her life. And then she began to think where she could go for safety. For this forest was so close to her father's castle that she might be seen and recognized by the first passerby, and, besides that, it was full of lions and wolves who would have snapped up a princess just as soon as a stray chicken. And that is part two of The Wonderful Sheep, filled with a little bit of racism, some suicide, and just overall some unnecessary death. Oh, and not to mention that it starts out with a father ordering his daughter to be murdered. This was not a great part of the story. This is Dan Scholes for the Folktale Project. Don't forget that you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Overcast, anywhere you like to get your podcasts. You can follow us on Threads and Instagram at Folktale Project, and you can find us wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. As always, thank you so much for listening.